Breaking news. Hey, I'm Dustin. And I'm Steve. And you're listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, an irreverent look at wedding photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. And speaking of wedding hangover, uh, Steve, here in Indiana, this is a huge monumentous weekend. Uh, We just took one step out of the Stone Age uh, for the first time ever, Steve. I'm sure you can appreciate this. I saw on Instagram, I believe. You saw on Instagram I was appreciating this. Is that what you're trying to say? (laughs) Yes. I posted to my story about it. You are all up and down that story. Uh, You can now buy alcohol on Sundays. Which means when we record on Sundays or whenever, we can actually buy alcohol for the podcast. Which most of the time I don't have beer when we record this podcast is because we go to the grocery on Sundays in our household and can't buy beer on Sundays until now. Speaking of which, tonight, Dustin, I'm drinking a Lagunitas Lag. Ooh. It's very refreshing. It's got a smooth taste to it. Do, do you want to see and hear what I'm drinking, Steve? I'm going to guess it's vodka. It, this is good old cow's milk, Steve. <laughs> oh, it, old. a white Russian. Nice, Dustin. Oh. That is just fresh out of the cow. Um, so as you may or may not know, Steve, we had a baby last week and we are going through that awesome time where we get no sleep and people bring us food. Really how you know who your true friends are. <clears throat> Let me just, uh, uh ship, uh, ship you some food to, to, <laughs> to Fort Wayne. It'll be there in uh, several days and it'll be cold and disgusting by the time it gets there. Don't oh, worry about sound, it. Sounds so good. Steve sounds amazing. But yeah, so our friends just brought us over this like homemade Reese cup thing. And I'm like still drinking milk because I feel like my arteries are now solidified. Mm, Dustin, drinking milk is not going to help your arteries at all. That's actually causing more damage to your arteries. You should be drinking water. If I have a heart attack on this episode, please feel call my wife. Go downstairs, (laughs) pop a bottle of red wine, drink that. There you go. Open, you go. open your veins up. Let the thin the blood out. Mm, thin me. All right, Dustin. Before we get into it, we do have some follow up. Follow it up. I'm going to skip the first one because it's not really important anymore. It's about the Super Bowl episode, and that was a long time ago. Save it for next year. <laughs> Save it for next year. Somebody gave me crap because uh, I was. <sighs> oh gosh. It's... I, no said, one cares, I don't Steve. even remember no what it cares. was. I said something nice about yeah. Tom Brady, I guess, and somebody gave me crap about it, and I'm not a Tom Brady fan. I just... Uh, I think they were commenting yeah. on your tattoo of him on your calf. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a tattoo on both calves. One's young Tom Brady when he played for the U of M. The other's old Tom Brady as he plays for the New England Patriots. Um, but I'm not really a fan. I just... Uh, I support the sport. I actually... Just really, in, yeah. really into ink. I actually have tattoos of every single quarterback who's playing right now in the NFL all over my body. That's just my dedication to the sport and to the craft. And the last time I did it, I got a bunch of collegiate quarterbacks, and it just happened to be when Tom Brady was playing at the U of M. I had to get permission (laughs) from my parents for that one, of course. Um, But yeah, no, I was just razzing Dustin. I'm not like a sold-out New England Patriots fan. If anything, I'm a Detroit Lions fan. Sorry, Indiana people. Mm. We got some more follow-up from... At Edward John Photo on Twitter. 
Edward. This is about the bridal show episode. He said he enjoyed the show, but was hoping for a bit of a deeper dive into bridal shows. Mm -hmm. And he was wondering specifically what kinds of shows we do. How do we find good ones? What to avoid? What to bring? What not to bring? How to interact with attendees? He just wants more. For the sake of uh, us actually doing a new show and not just revisiting our last show that we recorded, I'm going to say we're going to get back to bridal shows in a few episodes, and we're going to go over a few more of those questions. But we we try to keep these episodes at a trim hour and 30 minutes long. And we just <laughs> we just didn't have time to go over all that stuff. A trim. <laughs> we keep it trim. We we keep it tight. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure Edward John photo on Twitter that Stephen was pretty clear that you all you need is an Oreo castle at the bridal show. Oreo castles in the sky, and that that will attract enough brides. To really just make your business take it to the next level. Mm, and enough dentists, too. Yeah, it, it wouldn't hurt to have some dental cards at the uh, the bridal show booth. Then people know that y- you've got good connections. You can hook them up. You're taking care of them. You're a full-service photographer. And I don't mm. mean you're there taking photos all day long. I mean you're there for them in every hour, every time of their need. 24-7, always on the clock. You got, you know, re- references for dentists, references for doctors, references for... Pediatricians. Voodoo witch doctors. For the babies after the wedding. Yeah, whatever you need. So, <laughs> Dustin, uh, speaking of things we got sent on Twitter, mm. I just want to give a quick, quick word of warning. I've been seeing this a lot on Twitter over the past two weeks. If you use IFTTT, that's if this, then that... It's a service on the web that you can use. You set up like little things and you say like, if this, if I do this, then I want this to happen. So a lot of people set it up. So if they post something to Instagram, it'll also post to Twitter or also post to Facebook or LinkedIn or Google plus or wherever else. That's one common thing. You can also use it to be like, if I come within five miles of my home, turn on the lights or something like that. If I hear this podcast, then kill me. Have a six pack of beer delivered to my door. <laughs> Two six packs. Mm. You wanna you wanna listen to this podcast the right way, which is lit. Right after that wedding hangover. <laughs> Hair of the dog, you gotta recuperate. If you're using IFTTT to send um, posts from your Instagram to your Twitter, a lot of people do that and they just never check their Twitter. And what's happening is a bunch of photographers are posting to Twitter three times every time they post to Instagram. So there will be three identical posts right in a row that are just a copy of whatever they posted on Instagram. And it, it was annoying me. So I, I reached out to a few of the people who uh, seemed like decent, good human beings and I let them know what was happening and just wanted to broader spout this out to the world Ch- check your ifttds or if that then then that if then this then that. that then this then that and then yeah. do that okay ne- glad we up. got that and if and this all cleared up next up on the dog it doesn't um speaking of instagram are mm. you familiar with Linktree? uh i'm familiar with links i'm familiar with trees not so familiar with link trees all right well um just kind of spitball off of that doesn't uh just based on the name alone where, where do you think we're going with this one what what, what is link tree i'm assuming it's a tree that links <laughs> yes dustin it is it is a tree that links <laughs>
Linktree is a service on the internets where you can set up on Instagram specifically, you can only have one one URL associated with your profile. So people have started using this uh, new service, yeah, Linktree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You click on it and it gives you five. It sends people to a Linktree page and it has five different URLs on the page or up, up to five. You can choose whatever you want. So it's a way for people to kind of bring you to more things than just maybe your website. Mm-hmm. Doesn't can you guess what my feelings are on this? Uh, I mean, I've thought about signing up before. I assume you hate it because you hate everything. Dustin, <laughs> oh gosh, if the listeners could see how big I'm smiling right now, I'm so excited. You know me so well. <laughs> I immediately was like, oh, I kind of like this idea, and then I was like, ah, oh, that must mean Steve hates it. So uh, basically, what Linktree provides is it's like a splash page with five links. If you're a wedding photographer who owns your own wedding business, you know what you could do? What's it? What? You could create a splash page on your own website with five links. Mm. So what you're really doing right now is you're just sending traffic to Linktree instead of bringing that traffic to your website. Honestly, I don't think Linktree itself is like a bad idea, like the idea of having like five different links or whatever, or sending somebody to a page where like they can click out to your other work. I just think it's a bad idea to send that out to somebody else. I mean, a lot of people that I know who are photographers use Squarespace. In Squarespace, it's like three clicks, and you could have a better page with your branding on it, with your URL at the top. It'll look more professional than sending people out to a Linktree page. So that's all I'm getting at, man. And you got at it, got at it you did. Uh, I oh, think one of the, it got got and it got got by me. One of the appealing parts of Linktree, though, is the short domain. So it's like Linktree slash, you know, DJD Mac attack. Oh my gosh, Justin, that'd be the greatest thing ever. <laughs> um, hey, you know but, what else would be great if it was just Dustin dot com slash. Links. Oh, it's already longer. It's already longer. Okay. What if it was just goo.gl slash five letters mm. or six letters? I can't spell. All right. Moving onward, upwards, onward, downwards, downward in this scenario. This is blowing my mind right now, but I'm seeing something on our show notes that I didn't put in there. Do you, do you want to talk about something? Uh, yeah. Jose added a little bit of a little ditty nope. into the. Nope. Try again because I'm cutting that. <laughs> Every time you bring up Jose, it just, it, it would be different if it was like... If we lived in like Arizona or something. No, it'd be different if you didn't treat this fictional character as if he was your servant who just did things for you. Not for me, for us, for the podcast. I don't want any part of this. So let's start that over again. Yeah, here in Fort Wayne uh, specifically, uh, there is a bridal shop, a bridal boutique, if you will, uh, that is actually going out of business. Is it going out um, of business or is it already out of business? Uh, so from what I've heard this week, uh, its stores have been closed. It is kaput, kabon, kabon, gone, gone, kabon. Anyways, um, but yeah, you yeah, just it, got got by that sentence. <laughs> yeah. It was a a slippery slope, which is a slide. <laughs> we need the episode number dropped in there so people can reference every. It would time have to we... be an episode of the Flophouse. That's where the joke comes from. Mm, no, it's our it's our joke now. We own that joke. We stole it. 
Um, so yeah, this bridal shop was purchased by a new owner about three, two and a half, three years ago here in town. And it was one of the most reputable bridal shops around. And what brides really loved about it is it was kind of like three steps above like a David's bridal. Um, but not quite that like, you know, $5,000 dress point. So it's kind of like landed in that, that middle ground. The new owner, uh, she, you know, not everyone is cut out to run a business. It, it's not easy. It's, it's can be challenging, uh, managing finances and employees. Long story short, uh, the bridal shop owner wasn't paying her bills. And from what I understand, I've never owned a dress shop, but you get the samples for very discounted pricing from the uh, designers. The bride tries on the samples and then you order the dresses from the designer. And so the brides were going in, having this great experience, um, ordering their dresses. You know, the, the shop owner gave a nice discount if you paid up front, like the entire amount of the dress at the time you bought the dress versus doing like installments or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then because she wasn't paying her bills, uh -huh, uh, yeah. three of her major designers uh, dropped her as a person that they would send dresses to. Ooh, and this is wow. back. This was back in October, and so there were dr there were brides who had you know ordered dresses for weddings coming up this year. I have a few myself that are kind of caught up in this debacle, and uh, they're long story short not getting their dresses. Whoa, wait! They paid upfront, mm -hmm. and now they're not getting their dresses. Correct. Damn! Somebody needs to contact those designers. Oh, they have. They have. So since then, um, a bunch of the local wedding vendors who have brides, such as myself, that are going through this, uh, we banded together and created a like Facebook, like a secret Facebook group. Ooh, uh, a secret Facebook. We should start a secret Facebook group. We could call it Steve and Dustin's Excellent Adventure Facebook group. I think we just call it Dustin and Steve's Secret Facebook group. No, I don't like that. I want a Bill and Ted theme. Yeah. Wild Stallions rule. They uh, So that way these, because what was happening is this shop owner was just feeding so many lies to each and every bride. Like, oh, I can't get your dress today. Or like, oh yeah, FedEx just showed up with your dress. But like, I've got like, my dog is having surgery or something. And it was like all of these like super <laughs> My dog is having surgery because it ate your dress. <laughs> We're cutting <Yeah>. it out. <laughs> Some, I mean, like she would like show pictures of, uh, like on Instagram of uh, like her hospital band that she was like in the hospital, but then it would like show that she was like at Keystone mall as like the location where she like posted that picture. She was adding a location. Yeah. I mean, it was how just like, she, how is she so bad at this? So it's just like, you just needed to stick to one lie and said, she's telling all these brides different lies. Um, my bride personally that was dealing with this situation showed up and she faked a heart attack in the store in order to get out of refunding her. I mean, like this was just like the most insane story. Um, and so like to the point where like they were freaking out and like calling the ambulance and all this stuff. Um, she faked new stories about vandalism in the shop and like dresses getting stolen. Um, and, sh um, Dustin, Later on, I just, how do we get this lady on our show? I know, right? I want this more than anything else now. Um, 
would she fake a heart attack on the show, you think? <laughs> could we convince her? Could maybe her the dog eat her microphone halfway through? Mm. Uh, so, actually, I think she killed her dog. What? Is, is Dustin, the story. no. No, Dustin, no. You, yeah. kill, you don't kill the dog. You don't kill the dog in real life. You don't kill the dog in movies. You don't even kill I the mean, dog in movies. How can you kill the dog in real... Dustin. She was doing everything, man. Oh everything to get gosh. out of this situation. John Wick would not be kind to her. <laughs> oh, I love John. Um, oh, Dustin, 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 Dustin. Oh. Mm, I got to go to sleep with this now on my conscience. A dead dog? I know. I dog know. murderer? But yeah, so this is, uh, it was crazy because this happened about, I don't know, like seven, eight years ago. The same situation happened with another bridal gown shop here in town. Was um, she also in charge of that bridal gown shop? No, that owner is now in charge of one of the, the wedding venues here in town. <laughs> How many heart attacks has that person faked? <laughs> So, uh, Dustin, I, I just need to know how many dogs have died in Fort Wayne at these people's hands. <laughs> it's not a very dog friendly city. Let's put it that way. We need justice. Justice for Joey. Justin for Slobbertooth. Justice for Puppers. Justice I mean, for Sam. A, a bride scorned is like, or I should say a bride to be scorned is something else. There's, there's a couple brides that when this started going south... They just turned into essentially John Wick, uh, to use your words. And they were just like, their mission in life was to just take this shop owner down. Um, yeah, because what other recourse do you have? I mean, they could they could sue, they could take her to court, but then they have to go through the legal system. And by the time they get through that, their weddings are going to be already going to be done and over with. Right. They want that dress now. Yeah, but it's been funny to watch sort of the other bridal gown shops. Really? You're taking delight in this? No, no, no. Delight in watching these other bridal gown shops like vultures kind of circling the story to sort of like pick off these brides. Be like, oh, the wedding shop or, or this bridal shop will like, we'd love to help you. Come in, come in. <laughs> so a bunch of them have been kind of like... Unless one um, of those bridal shops is like, we're offering a discount you pay warehouse pricing or you know whatever price we pay for the dress is what you pay for the dress like uh that's just sick i don't want to hear it like like ooh, how can we profit off of these people's misfortune i think most of them were just trying to like um the big thing they were doing is waiving like uh, the rush fee to get the dress for those who were getting married in the next like two months oh okay yeah, I had no idea that wedding dresses take like three to four months to get. Yeah, I'm going to edit out the part where I said F that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. No, Dustin, I don't want to move on. I want to live in this situation. It is, it is a crazy story. I know that there's a lot of wedding vendors that are like dealing with brides. Like I had a bride come to me in tears um, at our meeting a couple weeks ago because she had seven bridesmaids dresses. That she's just not going to get. Holy crap. And her wedding is like two months, two months from now. So she's like trying to figure out what to do right now. I've got a solution. How much tool is in her wedding dress? <laughs> Take the tool off, fashion bridesmaid dresses out of it. A little DIY trick for your bride. Let her know. 
Tell her Steve. Steve gave that one to her. She found out that the shop owner was trying to have, uh, she had, was tr- having her seamstress um, tr- make the dresses by hand to replicate the best that she could the actual dresses and try to pawn them off as wait, wait, wait. like the dresses she so ordered. this is layers upon layers here. Oh, it's an onion, Steve. The more you peel this juicy thing back, you're like, oh my gosh, it just gets crazier and crazier. So, oh my gosh, was like the initial plan just like, Hey, we're going to run this bridal shop. We'll put these samples out. I have a seamstress friend. We can make these dresses for a lot cheaper and we can make a ton of money. And then like the seamstress friend just didn't pull through or was the plan like, I'm going to get these things ordered and like, she's depressed. She's super stressed out and just, it never happens. Like I I don't, she is a villain and like, I want her to be a villain and we're not going to make her not a villain. But at the same time, somebody who's faking heart attacks, possibly killing a sweet, precious baby dog, uh, a little, little, little puppers. Um, did, did her dog have a name that you know of? I, I don't know. Let's, let's, let's call, call him, him Steve Jr. No, Steve Jr. It's <laughs> way too personal. Uh, let, let's call him Pupper Snout. Little, little Pupper Snout's dead now because of this. Um, you know, this lady had to be going through a hell of a situation to ever get to that point in her life. So I feel kind of bad for her, but at the same time, like every step of the way, it sounds like she chose to make the wrong decision. Yeah, it started to go south when um, she was taking the sample dresses off the floor and then having her seamstress uh, size them down um, and trying to pawn them off as brand new dresses. And two of her long-standing mm-hmm. employees just finally were like, I can't do this anymore. This is so unethical and started to kind of come forward. And then she filed like a... Um, not a restraining order, but something like a gag order on them. Wow. For, so not only is she ruthless with uh, her business practices, she's also ruthless with the the law. Yeah. So then that's why. So those two employees started talking with a couple of us vendors to just to make sure like we didn't have any brides affected. And that's when we kind of came together and made that Facebook group to sort of like try and pull the brides because so many of them were just like, Oh, I feel bad that she's like in the hospital. Like I'm sure my dress will come next week. Like I can wait. Oh, you have something with your dog. Like, Oh, okay. I'll wait another couple weeks. Oh, my wedding's like a month away. Oh, I'm sure the dress will be here and I can just pick it up the week before my wedding. <laughs> and just like on and on it went. Damn, dude, that's, that's, oh, ugh, yuck. That's rough, man. Yeah, but that kind of leads us into our next topic because, so I mean, like, even if, like, let's play devil's advocate for a second. Let's like, just say that this woman. Dustin, why do you always try to advocate for the devil? It's part of being Christian, Steve. Uh, it's me, uh, Dustin McKibben, Esquire. The Esquire, Esquire is because of my work I do for the devil. Um, my good chap, let's... Lucifer. Do you need any paperwork filed? <laughs> Taxes, perhaps. Um, oh, you're not a CPA. Uh, not yet. But I wanted to kind of just do like a devil's advocate approach because let's say that she just ran into like a, like a bad couple months where like she did something stupid and, you know, she was trying to turn it around. Let's say she felt that, you know, if she could just pawn off a few dresses, I'm not saying it's right, 
but let's say for, you know, just for hypothetical sake that she had goodwill and good intention to get things back on track. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that social media and this all coming out and brides going to local news channels, uh, there is no hope of her ever turning it around now. I mean, she shut down the shop, so there's no hope anyway. I mean, I think she just thought like a few brides were going to come, but it was like a C. It was like every bride from this year, next year. Um, she she gave out, and I don't know if this is accurate, but this is what she said on the news, uh, $20,000 in refunds the day after the news story broke. Wow. Sounds like it was probably deserved. Now, whether or not those checks clear or those credit card payments actually go through, we'll see. (laughs) Now, assuming she actually did give out the $20,000 in refunds and these brides got their money back, then I don't feel so bad about other bridal shops saying they're just going to waive the uh, rush shipping or whatever, or the rush order. Now now I feel bad about saying that. Yeah, because you're an asshole. I try to be. I have one. (laughs) Oh, you heard it here first. (laughs) You heard it here first. Everybody has an asshole. Breaking news. Phantom producer Louis Novak wrote in to the show that he phantom produces here at the Wedding Photo Hangover podcast. Um, He sent us a a news story from F-Stoppers about another bride... Um, that was just kind of really hating on her photographer. Let's call it photographer under fire. Um, up in Canada. Can- why, are you, Canada- why are you hiding Can- the Canada? name? This, is, this isn't Can- something we found on Facebook. This is like a legitimate story. The uh, the name of the person is Kitty Chan. I wasn't hiding her name. Just photographer under fire? Can- Can- Canada? Canada? I just thought that you was You don't a better- know how to pronounce Canada. A better uh, title of the article than Canada Bride Find $115,000 After Online Hate Campaign Against Wedding Photographer. Well, I mean, I don't control F-stoppers, but I can certainly write into their editor-in-chief and let him know that he's doing a piss-poor job with the headlines, yeah. according to Dustin give McKibben. Some, give us some BuzzFeed clickbait, man. Come on. Photographer under fire. This photographer, Kitty Chan in Canada came into the crossfire of a military coup. <laughs> well, shooting a wedding. Yes. You just read this. Do you want to do you want to recap it for us since you got it fresh? I'm a few days old on this. Yeah, so uh in summary, uh this photographer has a wedding studio in Canada and one of her associate shooters, she does like a package deal where it's like photographer, hair, makeup, the whole nine yards, um, shot this bride and groom's wedding. Um, they weren't, they, I guess they didn't pay the entire balance on time. And so the photographer said, well, Hey, you know, I'm not going to do any of the editing or anything until you you pay the remaining balance. Well, this is a, uh, I, earlier I joked about full service places. This is a full service place. The company doesn't just do the photography. They also provide hair and makeup and apparently other services, according to the article, other than photography on the day. And they, even though the payments had been halted, they still provided all of those services on the day of the wedding. Yeah, and it sounded like um, 
again to play devil's advocate uh, that perhaps the bride uh, didn't realize that Kitty wasn't going to be the photographer on the day or maybe was kind of confused about that uh, and that it was going to be someone else. Uh, now I only can go off of what I'm reading here. I don't, I wasn't there. Um, I'm sorry. Where are you getting that from? Uh, the, the fact that a lot of their smear campaigns against the photographer were about it being a bait and switch scam. Okay. So, so you are jumping to a conclusion there. Um, but I, I, I guess you're not that far off base. I mean, there are multiple other reasons why it could be seen as a bait and switch scam. Just saying like you show really good work on your site and it's the work we got was poor. Not necessarily. We thought that Kitty Chan would show up and instead not Kitty Chan showed up. That's a good point. Counter counter Chan showed up. Well, either way they they felt slighted and they took to the social medias and just blasted her to the point where on blast she had to close her doors this year or la- last year last year Wait, so two stories in a row about people who owned uh, wedding companies that were bla- put on blast in social media and had to close shop social media is a beast man if you if you go on blast it's hard to recover when social media is essentially how we advertise these days i mean you have to start all over but, I mean, let's talk about it because she was awarded $115,000 in damages. And you might hear that and think like, oh, well, she got a good amount of money, so that's okay. But she was running a wedding photography company that was also providing hair and makeup, that was also doing uh, photography, also providing other services on the day. Her business was so large that she was sending out freelancers to shoot for her. $115,000 probably isn't even going to cover the amount of money she made in one year. Probably not. So, I mean, I saw a lot of people sharing this as if it was like a win for photographers. And this this is a huge, huge loss for this photographer. Um, Yeah. It might be a win overall just because... People are seeing now that, hey, uh, if we say nasty things on social media, especially nasty things that are not true, it does have an effect on us. But $115,000 in damages is not very much money. Especially in Canadian money. (laughs) (laughs) A dollar stronger than the loony, right? (laughs) Just had to slip that one in there. The dollar stronger than the loony, but it's not stronger than the toony, right? (laughs) Um, so yeah, be nice to your photographers on social media or they will sue you. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Dustin. Dustin is personally suing everybody. Dustin McKibben, the advocate for Satan. The Dark Lord. My, My father was just sued last week. So I'm very glad you told me that story. I'm probably going to cut it since it has nothing to do with wedding photography or weddings in general. That's so, right. That's, but I, yeah. I'm very glad I got to hear that. Thank you, Dustin, for sharing yeah. that with me. That's what I'm, I'm here probably going to leave this part in, though, where I thanked you. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin, let's do some Q&A. Let's do it. Ashleen from the Facebook groups writes to say... I saw a photographer post a photo shoot he did inside of a store. Isn't that plagiarism from Caitlin Maggart? 
Shouldn't he have to reference that he got the idea to shoot in an ugly location from her? <laughs> He's straight plagiarizing her original idea that he probably saw on BuzzFeed or one of the other news outlets that posted about it. So does, can we just agree that you should read all the questions <laughs> in that accent? <laughs> uh, uh, I just read the really stupid ones like that. So yeah, I would say that if, I, and I've been seeing this go around and even when it first started, I think the idea even came before she did it. Someone did a shoot at like a Home Depot or something. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. It's kind of creative. And then I believe she's the one, I'd have to look it up to be f precise, um, but she's the one that did the shoot in like a Hobby Lobby or something. She's also the one who did the shoot in the Home Depot. Oh, she did both. Gotcha. And she's from Indiana, right? I have no idea where she's from. Thought that was a little fun fact. I'm pretty sure she's from Fort Wayne. But yeah, to answer your question, you know, there are more important things to life than worrying about what other photographers are doing. Go get a life. Boom. Drop the mic. Well, I want to say the, the real important thing about that question is... Uh, Definition of plagiarism? Yeah. She uh, says in her question, he got the idea to shoot in a place from her. Um, you can't copyright ideas. Ideas aren't copyrighted. You also... You can't copyright the use of a location. If If every single location somebody shot at was then only that person could ever shoot there in the future. Like you can't then ever shoot anywhere because every location you know of has been shot in by somebody else already. So, ah, oh man, I really wanted to make like a lot of jokes about this one because it's just so dumb, but ah. Oh. I mean, to play devil's advocate, because that's the theme of today's episode, it seems. Um, Ashley, you, you could say that the photographer you saw was being less creative because he was probably referencing a shoot he saw online. However, I know there are tons of people who do styled shoots that are using inspiration photos that they're drawing from uh, when they're creating those things. So in a way, aren't we all kind of copying other people? I mean, yeah and no, but... I just, the thing that really got me about the Ashlyn or the, the Caitlin Maggart thing is I saw people doing shoots inside of like uh, home renovation places when I was in college, like specifically the wedding photographer who shot Jen and I's wedding. He was in Lowe's with his then girlfriend, now wife. And he did like the exact same shot of her in front of like the paint, like all the color palettes on the paint thing. And like, I've seen people do shots inside the lighting sections of stores before. And I was just like, like she, Caitlin Maggart did it really, really well. And I'm, I don't want to like take away from like what she did. Cause it is very creative. It is very cool. But the idea of shooting in like a place, like a store, it's not anything new. I mean, hell half the movies you watch have a scene that takes place in a store and they make it look nice and they make it look beautiful. So I just have a lot of trouble with anytime somebody says like, oh, well, the way this was shot is like something that somebody else did. So you can't do it because you're copying off of them. Like that's how we learn. That's how we grow as a community is we look at what other people are doing and we say, could I replicate that? Could I make it fit my style? And could I do it better? And you have to understand 
first of all, it's not Caitlin Magger, it's Kelsey Magger. Damn, that's great. I love that this whole thing was wrong <laughs> from the question. <laughs> Just looked her up. And yeah, she is the photographer from right here in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Okay, so we're going to go back through this. And every time I, one of us said Caitlin, I'm just going to add in Kelsey. So uh, I, I'm going to do like three takes on Kelsey real quick. Then you're going to do three takes on Kelsey. 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 <laughs> Kelsey. Those are my three. You got three? Come on. Bring them to Kelsey. me. Kelsey. 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 Mm, man, that was kind of boring. Like, you know, your voice kind of changes as you record. You get a little high pitch. You get a little yeah. low pitch. Kelsey, Kelsey, Kelsey. <laughs> that last one was great. It almost sounded like you were going to go calcium, but then you brought it home with just an E at the end. <laughs> nice. Uh, but just to say a little tidbit about her, she is from Fort Wayne. So, you know, you, you know she, she really has to get creative with finding... You know, photographing in terrible locations because, well, it is Fort Wayne, Indiana. Figured I'd go there before Steve does. Moving on. Uh, Christy from the Facebook group says, O-M-G. Why do other photographers act like you are the worst person in the world for asking where a photo was taken? Local photographer, I asked where she took a certain photo and lovely reaction was, quote, my clients live me for my uniqueness and telling you location would be wrong, end quote. Location doesn't make the photographer. I'm just so new and don't even know anyone. Ugh. Why? So for the listeners out there, Steve's really been hitting the deep south for our questions this week. <laughs> um was that Deep South? I, I I don't know what I was doing with that one. In my mind, I was thinking Valley Girl, and then as I started doing it, it just like kind of drove right off a cliff, crashed into nowhere. Why? Why are photographers so... Why? I mean, I know where we live here uh, in Fort Wayne. It's, it's actually, I mean, a big issue. Uh, photographers are always wanting to know like, where did you shoot that? Or cause you know, there aren't that many great locations. So to reinvent the wheel is, you know, rather miraculous when someone comes up with something that you're like, Oh my God, like I love where you shot that. Where was it? Um, so you get a little where you kind of keep some of the spots sort of tight to the chest. Um, just because, if you like, I know when I would tell people locations, it's like the, immediately, like the next week, they have it on their blog, like their couple at that same location. And for me, it's less about keeping that location sacred for me. I want to keep that location like something different and unique for my couple. Why, Dustin? Why? Because I am an artist and I'm trying to create something unique for them. And by telling other photographers, they're just going to go and replicate it. I'm okay saying like, oh, that location was downtown Fort Wayne or, oh, that was at like a private farm somewhere. Okay. But, but Dustin, gonna... um, you, you ostensibly run a podcast with me. Mm. Oh shit. Do I? Ed educating people on how they can do better at photography and mo mostly just talking about a lot of weird, funny subjects that we like to joke about, but 
But your key reason for doing this podcast with me was not funny, weird jokes. That was my key reason for doing the podcast with you. Yours was educating people. So why wouldn't you help these photographers out, Dustin? Well, Stephen, I would love to help these photographers out, but I'd like to help photographers that don't live in my backyard. I like to help the ones on more of a national level, if you catch my drift. So general locations, Dustin, that you would tell people on a national level they should go shoot. And I'd be more than happy if someone local called me and asked me for advice. Like if they were, you know, like starting off and wanted some ideas and like, I just booked my first engagement session. Like, where should I go? I'd be more than happy to give them some pointers. But like if I just stumbled across this like secret alleyway with this beautiful painted whatever. And a man in an overcoat was standing in the alleyway and he said, come here. I got something for you. I got light in my jacket. And you walk close to him and boom, he flashes you. <laughs> With a pro photo speed light. <laughs> and also his aubergine. Uh, uh, because he's actually a vegetable dealer and you're at a public market. Mm, that yep. was such a well-crafted story, Steve. I'm glad that we were able to take that one full circle. Oh, uh, how do you feel about this? What What's the Stephen Van Elk naysayer hate all approach? I'm not naysayer. I'm not hate all. Uh, tell the people where the location is. Be be a, be a pal. Be a buddy. Be a friend. Yeah. Yeah. I would also say there's something to being kind and courteous to a fellow photographer that you respect. Um, instead of just constantly asking him for his secret sauce or his locations, you know, like be like, Hey, would it be possible for me to like come help you on a shoot? Or, you know, can I, you know, take you out for coffee and pick your brain instead of just like emailing them like, Hey, here's a screenshot. Where'd you shoot this? You know, like think about your tact and how you approach things. Did people send you screenshots and just say, Hey, where'd you shoot this? Hey, I like your brick here. Where's the brick? Uh, so, so to Dustin's point, yeah, you do need to have some tact. But I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with asking people about locations. Um, if you head on over to Stephen Van Elk, that's my Instagram at Stephen Van Elk. If you head over to at Jen Van Elk Photo, <laughs> here comes the plug. Here comes the plug. You'll see on both of those that we always include location data where where we shot things and stuff. Because we don't care. You can go to the exact same location and you can shoot the ex... Steve, Steve, there's there's a leak over here. Can you put a plug in it? I have no idea what the hell that means. (laughs) Are you saying that I'm I'm the leak? I'm sinking the Team Van Elk photo ship? Hey, Steve, Steve, there's all this all this air flowing out of our podcast. Can you plug it? I don't get where you're going with this, buddy. So again, that's at Stephen Van Elk <laughs> or at Jen Van Elk Photo, and you can just see all the location data oh, on all of our shoots. At Stephen Van Elk or at Jen Van Elk <laughs> Photo doesn't. Do you have a leak somewhere in your do, that you need plugged? Do you, do you need something plugged? Can I plug something oh. for you? Can I plug you? Do you need to be plugged? Oh, can you plug? Would you like to plug me? What kind of plug do you need, Dustin? <laughs> That took a really like a like a five inch (laughs) diameter. Oh, all right, six inch. 
Ashley from the phase. Oh, no, 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 no. Let me do no, this again. We're not leaving this yet. I'm going to make you sit in this. I'm going to make you sit in this with me. Why can't you just be kind to other photographers, Dustin? It's not your secret uh, sauce to be like, I shot this at such and such a location. Are you also saying, I shot it at the location and um, here is the lens I used. Here's the camera body I use. This is my aperture. This is my ISO. This is my shutter speed. Um, oh, here's my white balance in Kelvin's. And um, you know what? These are the presets I used in Lightroom when I was editing this. And oh, you probably need to know my model's uh, phone number. Let me get that down for you real quick. Um Oh, and if you want to make the model laugh like that, just uh, tell her that her... Whip out your dick. Wow, Dustin. Nope. <laughs> nope. 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 Wow. Oh, man. That paints a terrible picture of you. Eggplant and all. <laughs> um, It's a laughable one, I assume. Now. Wow. <laughs> two kids? You have two kids. And you're married? Oh. And a podcast. Two kids in a podcast. It's the, it's the name of my other podcast. I don't. I don't get why you would try to hoard a location. The only time Jen and I don't say something about location is if it's on somebody's private property because we we're not going to give that away. But if we just shoot something downtown somewhere, it's like, yeah, sure, I'll tell you because no matter what you do, you're not going to get the shot that I got and your personal like style and everything. It's not going to match mine. I'm a different person than you. I'm a different photographer. I have a different view on the world. So I, I don't care if you shoot in the same location because you're not going to shoot the way I shoot. I, d I just feel, even though I agree with you, I feel like it's different based on your market. No, it's not different based on your market, Dustin. You're just being an asshole to other photographers in your market. Own it. No. you can. No. It's okay. You can be an asshole. Every market needs an asshole. And we all have assholes. And only one of us gets to be an asshole, though. Yep. That's true. Are we are we done? Are we good? Uh, Ashley from the Facebook groups <laughs> asked. No, no, you have to read it with your Southern Alabama accent. I don't read the titles with a Southern accent. Oh. Ashley from the Facebook groups says, <laughs> "What's your favorite indoor lens?" <laughs> it's so much better when you read it with an accent. What's your favorite indoor lens? I imagine it's more like this. Ashley from the Facebook groups asks, what is your favorite indoor lens? Ashley could be a guy's name or a girl's name. That is yeah. correct. Yeah. So judgmental, Steve. Actually, Ashleen and Christy could both be guys' names too. I'm sorry to everybody out there listening. So what's your favorite indoor lens? 51.4. 51.4? Nikon doesn't do a 1.2. What, what are you shooting with that 51.4? Shooting you, Steve. Uh, my favorite indoor lens is, <laughs> I'm skipping over that because, wow, you, the way you were looking at me was very sexual. And, um, I guess now I brought it up on the podcast, so I should just, Dustin looked at me in a very, very sexual way that made me uncomfortable. Okay. So favorite indoor lens, it all depends on what I'm shooting. If I'm doing portraits of the bride yeah, or groom. It's your 35. It's your 35, Steve. Portraits of the bride and groom. I'm using the 50 millimeter F1.2. If it's like 35. reception, it's the 35 F1.4 yep. Sigma Art. Um, and the 51.2 is the Canon 51.2. Um, and you know what? A lot of times when I'm doing indoor shots now, like recently, like ceremony time, 
I'm busting out that 85 F1 too. Ooh. I love it. I love my 85. I love the way the 85 looks. It's just beautiful. 85 is my favorite. Mm. It's my favorite. It's a really broad question. What's your favorite indoor lens? But I got a lot of them. I got a lot of favorites, like, but like, Dustin's probably right. The 35 is probably my favorite. I, I love the way 35s look. The distortion and the wide angleness. It's just so beautiful. You know what, Dustin? Steve, Steve, what? Tell me. Tell me. Clear your conscience. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast with your hosts, Dustin and Steve. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Wedding Photo Hangover. And you can find us on Twitter at Wedpick Hangover. You can find Dustin on Instagram at DJ DMAC Attack. You're not no switching over to that? Me. You're really no hitting it up pretty hard tonight. I thought, thought that's where you're going. You can find Dustin on Instagram at Dustin underscore McKibben. And you can find Steve at at Steven Van Elk. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight, and your entire being is aching for the sweet embrace of death. That's right, next Sunday after you shoot another wedding. Another wedding. How's Max done? It's good. It's good. I wasn't going to bring it up that he was born because I wasn't certain how uh, comfortable you were with putting that out there. Why? On the podcast. Because people listen. People you don't know. People from all over the world. No. I figured uh, our, it didn't matter. I, can't, I sleep with a gun. <laughs> this is America. <laughs> Dustin sleeps with a gun. Uh, it's good. It's uh, just a very different than with Charlie, our first child. I have been doing literally nothing in regards to Max. And his care. Uh, we've been playing kind of a man-to-man game where I'm Team Charlie and taking care of her pretty much 100%. No, listen, you guys are doing it wrong. It's all about that zone coverage. When you're parenting, when you're uh, playing basketball, zone coverage. You take the upstairs, Corinne takes the downstairs. You stay in your zones. Yeah, we don't really have a two-story, but I can imagine once the kids get a little bit older. I can then, literally uh, see stairs behind you right now. Steve lied. But I know where your office is. I love when you talk about yourself in the third person. <laughs> it's like, did you put a staircase in behind me? I know where your office is, Uh-oh. and it's on the second story. I was trying to help you out. You only have to take care of the top story? That's less work for you. That's kind of a dick move. Your wife just had the well, baby. You take the bottom story. Corinne takes the top story. In preparation for this new child, we have been slowly converting my upstairs man cave office area into a baby cage, child friendly (laughs) baby cage fights. Um, So we've got like the new couch and TV and everything kind of configured in a way where I can plop her in front of the TV for eight hours and get work done. Okay. Like a good parent. Dustin, I'm just going to let you know right now, I'm leaving all this in. Because you just had a baby, and I'm glad you want people to know, and I want people to know. Uh, If you guys have the time, take take the time, run over to Dustin's Instagram. Uh, You got some pictures of Max on there, right? Or was that just in your Uh, story? Uh, Run over to Dustin's Instagram, say congratulations, uh, tell him tell him Max looks utterly adorable because Max does. And um, if you really have some time, uh, go deep web, stalk him and his wife, and uh, tell Corinne. (laughs) Congratulations, because that's not going to creep her out at all. (laughs) I just gave you the worst advice ever.
<laughs> I thought you were going to go in a different direction with that. And if you have some more time, come over to <laughs> at Stephen Van Elk. <laughs> no, if you have some more time, go over to uh, at Dustin and Corinne. And as you can see on their Instagram, now that it's a business page, they have their email, they have their phone number, and they also have a button to get directions to their house. <laughs> no, we don't. Yes, you do. Oh. You told me you don't have a studio right now. So where are those directions leading people to, Dustin? I'm looking this up. Right here, live with you. Yeah, there's no directions. Takes you The directions take you to Fort Wayne, Indiana. <laughs> oh, well, I'm going to put directions wife... on my Instagram then, and they're going to take people all over the world. Takes... My my wife does not allow us to put our address on anything. I don't allow me to put my address on anything, and my wife would not allow me to do that either because that's creepy, dude. And I had a long fight, not fight, but disagreement with uh, the SEO company we hired because uh, he wanted us to put our address on everything to help our Google SEO stuff, and we didn't want to. Yeah, having like a legit address will help your SEO for your Google. But yeah, you should not put your home address ever, ever put your home address on the internet. Especially if you do a podcast like Dustin and I. <laughs> because Steve gets a lot of penis pictures mailed to him. And you guys should keep doing that because he loves it. Actually, recently it's been um, penis-shaped cupcakes. So it's been pretty mm. cool. I gobble them down, just I, one bite. I like the ones them. where people take little bites out of their Nutter Butters <laughs> and send those. <laughs> the penis-shaped Nutter Butters, those are good. Oh, gosh. Remember when there was a time when we used to get uh, listeners would send us pictures of eggplants and aubergines that they had seen? Uh, Phantom producer Louis Novak still sends us. Uh, every time he goes to the grocery store, he seeks out... Those eggplants, just just for us. I think he's just sending those to you, buddy. Oh. I've only got like two from him, so. Okay, then. Louis just sends me messages that are like, hey, Steve, what's up? How are you doing today? I hope you have a great day. Sounds good, Steve. We'll talk to you next week, bud. It's been great talking with you. I will see you later. All right, bye. 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 Here comes the plug. Wedding Photo Hangover is edited by Steve Van Elk from Bespoke Tone. You can hit up Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, or audio editing needs.